I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 399 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an incredible guest to close out the month of September here and the 300 block of episodes on First Class Fatherhood. NFL legend Rod Woodson joins me on the podcast today. Rod Woodson is a Super Bowl champion, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and member of the top 100 players of all time. He spent the majority of his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers as a cornerback who covered some of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. He went on to play for the Baltimore Ravens and was a key part of what was arguably the best defense of all time, crushing the New York Giants in Super Bowl 35. Rod Woodson played his college football at Purdue, and he was eventually inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He was selected in the first round of the 1987 NFL Draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers with the 10th overall pick. He was enshrined in Canton, Ohio's Pro Football Hall of Fame with the class of 2009. He's an 11-time Pro Bowler, 6-time first-team All-Pro, and was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1993. It's needless to say that Rod Woodson is one of the greatest NFL players of all time, and it is an honor to have him on the podcast today. Rod Woodson will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Rod Woodson was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the NFL great, please get over to my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood. Hit me with a subscribe. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you enjoyed today's interview with Rod Woodson, you have got to go through the archives of the show here and take a listen to some of the other NFL Hall of Fame dads I've had on the podcast, including most recently Jim Kelly and Andre Tippett. You can also hear my conversations about fatherhood with Deion Sanders, Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, Tim Brown, Ronnie Lott, and so many others. I'd also like to encourage you to go check out my Super Bowl Media Day specials. I was present at the last two Super Bowls and had the opportunity to talk about fatherhood and family life with the likes of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Richard Sherman, and so many other NFL greats. All right. All this is available to listen to at your convenience on your favorite podcast platform. Okay. And Friday on the podcast is going to be my 400th episode of First Class Fatherhood. It is also a Frogman Friday. And my guest is a true American hero, retired Navy SEAL commander, Jocko Willink joins me on Friday. Do not miss out on that. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting me with a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to the show. It really goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with NFL Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped, and dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts. 
the Shed Travel Bag, and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Rod Woodson. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you having me on. All right, let's kick it off like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Oh, I got five. Uh, five kids, two grandkids. My oldest daughter's 30. Uh, so 30, 28, and then it drops to 24, 22, and 20. And then my two grandkids are 10 and six wow yeah that's incredible yeah we have four we have three boys then we got the girl if we didn't get the girl on the fourth try i'd have five right along with you there yeah we have we have ours is girl boy girl boy girl <laughs> what, what did they all what type of sports or activities were they into all growing up well they all played uh some we made them all be active in, in some type of sport uh we wouldn't let them come home from school and just sit around and lounge on the on the couch so most of my girls, all my girls played basketball. Uh, my boys played basketball, uh, football. Um, my youngest boy played played football, played basketball, and ran track. And um, they both went to college to play ball. My oldest boy went to Utah, or Idaho. He didn't like it. He left after a year. Uh, my youngest boy went to um, northern Arizona to play ball. Didn't like that area. Came back, uh, did a JUCO for two years, and now he's uh, just finishing up college. Awesome. And, Rod, if you could just take one minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. I mean, yeah, listen, I am uh, played 17 years in the National Football League, um, you know, born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, to a biracial uh, parenthood back in the 60s and 70s, which wasn't probably a great thing to be biracial back then in Indiana. But, um um, met a wonderful woman back in uh, uh, 1989. Three years later, we got married. Been married for uh, going on past 28 years now to uh, to Nikki, my wife. Got the five beautiful kids, like I talked about. Uh, work for Westwood One right now, uh, which is uh, we call the national radio broadcast for the NFL game. So either the Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night games. When you hear those on the radio in the car, one of those voices is mine at times. <laughs> Yeah, Rod, you had a tremendous career, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. Uh, it's just remarkable. And along this journey here then, Rod, about how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? So my my oldest daughter was born in 1990. And uh, I was 24-ish, 25-ish. And, um, you know, for me, it was good because I had a girl. She settled me down. Um, you know, she had me wrap around her finger. Um, my wife was, a, she's a great mother. She, she, she's the type of person I needed in my life, my daughter and my wife. Um, but my daughter kind of brought some, uh, brought the calmness back out of me. Cause then when you're playing in the national football league, it's a testosterone driven league. You gotta be macho. You gotta be strong. You gotta be tough. And then when you see a little girl with this little curly hair and these like little hazel eyes, you're like, uh, I can't be macho and tough with that, you know, so it, it, it brought some calmness back to my life, uh, especially early in my career. 
Yeah, what, what would you say? I mean, for, for my wife and I, we talk about how going from two to three was kind of the most challenging jump for us. You with the five there. What would you say was the most challenging transition as far as uh, from which number of kids to which? Well, I mean, that question is better suited for my wife, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to answer it. But really, you know, it's that old saying, you know, you go from man to man when you go to two to three. And it's really, you know, you go to a zone when you go past three, right? So three, four, five. And it's really the noise level. The, it, <laughs> as, as they get older, they get louder and louder and louder. And then, you know, for us in our house, that we want our kids to be in our house. We, we invite our, all their friends to come over and stay with us. Uh, we, you know, we allow our house to be uh, kid friendly. So you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to worry about breaking something because it's going to get broken. It's going to happen, especially when you have kids. So we we wanted kids to come over our house. Um, that was a great thing for us. Um, you know, we, we love if my wife could have had 10 kids, she would have had 10. But <laughs> I had to stop at, the, at five. Uh, they are challenging, but they're they're so fun. Um, you know, they bring a lot of joy, uh, you know, especially as a you know, as a, a person who played competitive since I was nine years old. And then you're starting to see your kids. And I never wanted. You know, if I never wanted to see success with my kids like I wanted it, you know, like I wanted to, to win. But when I saw my kids play on the court, I really wanted them to succeed. So I wanted them to do way better than I did. And, um, you know, that's that's one thing I, I, I love about being a parent, that they're going to um, they're going to be their own person. They're going to grow up having the same rules. And each and every one of them are going to have their own traits, their own personalities, their own likes and dislikes. Um, and we're here to guide them. Yeah, well said, Rod. And on that, what, what what would you say are the top values you were hoping to instill in your kids as they were growing up? Well, the biggest thing is, um, you know, I'm a man of faith. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, we instilled having the belief in who they are and how they were made. Um, uh, also, you know, I believe in, you know, we didn't have that many rules in our family, in our house. But the one thing is, don't lie. Always tell the truth. Be transparent. Tell the truth. If you tell the truth, we can work with it. But as soon as you lie, okay, we got some issues in the house. Um, and then always, you know, never be a follower. That, that was our thing for as a parent, like our kids, because if you start following and you go down the wrong path and you got a wrong group of kids, then you know they they're getting they can get in trouble. But if we can, if they're strong enough to lead themselves then they can always do the right thing. And that's our, that was our biggest thing is like always be honest with themselves and with us and never be followers, be leaders, uh, lead yourself down the right path. Uh, we, you know, we taught them that, you know, at least we think we taught them the right path. And then hopefully, you know, if they do make mistakes and they fall down, we're here to, to lift them up because they're going to make mistakes just like we did when we were kids. Um, you know, one thing we try to remember as an, as a, as parents and as an adult, when they're little, they got little hands. They got little feet. They're going to do things, you know, they try to do things the best they can. And at times they just don't, they don't make it the right way or do it the right way. Um, and we're here to correct that and help them understand that they are special. Uh, each and every one of them are specially made. They're different than their brothers and sisters. That's why we all gave them separate names. You know, our, all my girls, Marika, Tia, Namaya, all my boys is Jairus and Demetrius. So they, they all have their own names. Uh, you know, God made them all differently. And, you know, they're going to grow up and, and be that way throughout the rest of their lives. Well said. And I, I was talking to you just a few minutes there before we started going here. My oldest is about to hit high school here. I'm about to get into all these things that are coming my way, uh, whether it's driving the car, 
uh, introduction to drugs, alcohol, the whole bit. And one of the big concerns, obviously, is when they start dating. You've been through all this. So what kind of advice uh, did you give to your kids, especially to your daughters, uh, once they got eligible to hit that dating scene? Well, I, I told them never believe boys. Just, just don't believe them. Because boys, boys, boys lie. I mean, they, they just absolutely lie. I mean, I just know who I was as a kid. And I'm, I'm thinking about all the other boys out there who, that are very similar. And I wasn't the nicest father to the boys who came to my house. I can be honest about that. Um, I would not walk. I would not talk to them a whole bunch. I would try to always try to keep them guessing to see if they, if you know, if I liked them or not. Um, but my girls are really strong girls. My girls are kind of like a kind of an alpha girls, and you know they don't take too much of uh, you know sarcasm or anything like that from boys. Um, you know, they're they're willing to speak their minds, to be honest with who they are. I think they know their worth, but that's that's the hardest thing. I think the hardest thing with girls is to understand, to teach them the value of who they are. They don't have to settle for a, a certain type of person. Uh, you know, they can look for the best person to treat them like a human being and treat them the way they should be treated. Um, and that's their main thing. You know, uh, you know, I think, you know, growing up as a father with three girls, um, you know, my oldest was kind of refreshing because she is really an alpha girl because she's a she's a chef. She works here in Vegas at one of the uh, at Caesars Casino or at Caesars uh, Hotel chain, one of their steak restaurants. And, you know, and I think my uh, my younger girls followed suit with her because they saw how strong she was and uh, and they took suit the same way. So that was kind of refreshing. Uh, you know, my wife is kind of the opposite. She's kind of a nurturer and, and a giver. And my girls kind of took after me, kind of the stubbornness, you know, being very transparent with people at times. Sometimes it's not the best thing to do. Um, so, you know, they they learn that um, that they are special the, and they're only going to be around men who treat them as such. Yeah, good stuff, Rod. And, and transitioning over to the uh, what you did your whole life, obviously, on the football field. And, and one of the, uh, you know, struggles for a lot of parents out there is whether or not to allow their kids to play uh, tackle football with all the stuff that we see surrounding the whole concussion uh, uh, system and everything else. I know that there's other options. I know you've had the football camps. There's like football now. But in your opinion, what is a good age, uh, a safe age for young kids to start playing uh, contact tackle football? Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. But in your opinion, what is a good age, uh, a safe age for young kids to start playing uh, contact tackle football? Well, for me, you know, I I, I started at nine years old. Um, 
at tackle football, we don't, back then flag wasn't really a thing back then. Um, you know, but what I did with my boys is that I allowed them to, at nine years old, they played flag football for two years and they got the base foundation of what football was like, the, the positions and what they were you know, called and what their responsibilities were. And then after that, I, I gave them the opportunity to choose. Do you want to go back to flag or do you want to go to tackle? And my oldest boy went back to flag for three years and then he went to tackle. And my youngest boy said, OK, after two years of flag, I want to go straight to tackle. And but they got a foundation of it. Um, you know, I, I think nine years old is, is a pretty good age. I'm, I'm not a fan of going before that, um, you know, because I, I, I want the kids to understand the foundation of what the rules are, and what each position uh, responsibilities can be. Uh, and flag nowadays gives a good balance to what tackle is going to be in the future. Yeah, well said. And uh, I know you have the new venture going here with the Hope Group Football. What can you tell us about that? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's exactly how it sounds. Hope through football. I mean, my whole life, everything I have is from football. I mean, it's obviously if I didn't get a scholarship to play at Purdue, um, you know, I don't know if I would have went to college. Um, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, my, my dad worked two jobs. We didn't, you know, it was one of those families that we had to sometimes had to figure out if we we're going to keep the lights on or get food. You know, and, you know, my dad was ex-military. Uh, guy, so I was thinking about going to the military. And then that's, this football thing kind of worked its way around, and everything I have in my life is because of football. And you know, hope through football is exactly that. It's it's teaching our youth or helping our youth practice football or practice excellence through football. And you know, you know, it's just a platform to let kids here in the U.S. and internationally uh, hone their skills, but not only hone their skills on the field, but also what they see in the mirror. And I think that's the most critical part because if they don't believe in the person they see in the mirror, no matter what else happens in their lives, they're not going to, they're not, not going to succeed. They have to believe in the person they see in the mirror. And, um, and that's one of the things we always talk about. We talk about believing in who you are. Um, you're a special person. You can do all things and you just got to put your mind to it. And one of our sayings and our main saying is I can, I will. And if you believe you can, you eventually will. You might not do it the first time. You might not do it the second time. You might not do it the third time. But you, if you keep fighting and you keep trying, it's going to happen. And you know that's one of our main messages, and not just in uh, football and on the football field, but in life, but in classrooms, in your relationships, as being a brother, as being a son, as being a husband. You know, if you can't, if you believe that you can, you eventually will. Yeah, very cool. I Love that philosophy, Rod, and, and and you're a walking example of that and the hard work, obviously, uh, into the Hall of Fame. Now, what was it like for you to share that moment of being uh, inducted into the National Football Hall of Fame with your family and have to get a chance to share that moment with them? Yeah, that was that, it was pretty cool because you know when you only 300 some odd guys are in the National uh, Football League Hall of Fame, or I can't say national, it's a Pro Football Pro Football Hall of Fame, and um, you know I'm a I'm a country boy from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Never in the world thought I was going to be in playing football professionally and never thought I would be in the Hall of Fame. But to to give homage to um, all the people who helped me get to where I was at and to get into the Hall of Fame from my mom and my dad and my wife and my family members and all the coaches, my little league coach to all the coaches I've had in the National Football League and my college coaches and my high school coaches. 
It was well, it's a surreal thing. I mean, it ha- it happened. Uh, I remember like it was yesterday, and it was you know 2009 when it happened. So over 11 years ago. Um, but you know, it's, it's something that that's remarkable for a country boy who never thought he was going to play ball like that. Um, to give them homage, you know, to my mom and my dad and my uh, and to my wife and my kids to let them see it because some you know my kids were pretty young except my oldest one um, when I was playing. So uh, they don't really remember me playing a whole bunch, but uh, for them to see some of the highlights and see that moment, it was pretty special. Yeah, uh, incredible, Rod. And what, what kind of, I know this is kind of a weird football season coming up, up we have. We, I don't know how it'll shape out. We're watching some of the other leagues as they have fake audiences. They're pumping in fake sounds, and it's kind of a very unique situation we're in here. Um are you, you plan on moving for, uh, ahead with this football season? Will you be announcing the games? And how do you kind of see this NFL season playing out here? Yeah, matter of fact, I just talked to um, the executive producer for Westwood One, uh, Howard Denneroff, um, last night. And uh, the, the season is going on. We're going to first three weeks, we're going to go to the site, um, to the stadiums to see how it works out. Uh, if it didn't fit, you know, hopefully we get through the whole year. Um, you got to look at how this sports are going on right now. I mean, basketball is in a bubble. Hockey's in a bubble. Baseball is not in a bubble, and they've had quite a few outbreaks. Uh, and football's not going to be in a bubble. Right now, they're in a bubble. Right now, they're quarantined because they're in training camp. But once they break next week, you know, it's going to be, you know, they're going to go out. Family members are going to go out. They're going to be in contact with different people. Uh, I'm hoping that there's not going to be a lot of uh, – positive test i'm hoping that the season starts and it finishes with uh, all the 16 games um but you never know i mean this is a crazy time right but you know if if it does happen you know it's going to be fun to see i, I think the, the players and each state is different you know some states are like philly said hey nobody's going to be in the stands and other cities are saying like the first two games nobody's going to be in the stands but then we're going to eventually have you know three thousand to five thousand um, fans in the stands. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all works, works out and shakes out for uh, the NFL season. Yeah, well, it will be for sure. And la- last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Rod, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I, I think for new dads, I think the, the analogy I can give to being a parent is kind of like holding a bar of soap, which it's not too many bars of soap anymore. I don't even, it's an old analogy that when I was a little kid, but if you hold the soap too tight, it shoots out of your hand. And if you hold it too loosely, it just falls on the floor. But if you hold it just right, it can wash your body and clean your body. And that's really what being a father is, um, being a parent is. If you're too hard, too strong, your kids are going to flee. If you're too soft, your kids are just going to melt and they have no, you know, there's no rules or baseline foundation for them. So I, I think it's, it's a, it's a, you, you have to do it just right. You got to give them the foundation with love and correctness. Um, you, you, if they do wrong, you got to punish them in some fat form or fashion. Um, so I think, you know, that's the biggest analogy, the best analogy I can try to give somebody. Um, and if they never tried to take a shower with a bar of soap, Tell them to take a shower with a bar of soap and hold it too hard and see what happens to it. And if they hold it too soft, and see what happens to it. And that's the, um, you know, I think if you do that 
the right way with the kids. They'll come out to be strong individuals, people believing in who they are. And, you know, obviously they're going to make mistakes because they're human. Um, but you'll be there for them to pick them up. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Rod Woodson, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Rod Woodson for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in for Friday's episode, my 400th edition of First Class Fatherhood. And I have got such a special guest for the occasion. Retired Navy SEAL Commander Jocko Willink will be joining me here. You guys know how much I love the Navy SEAL community. I've had so many frogmen on the podcast here. It is going to be a tremendous honor to welcome Jocko Willink to the podcast. Do not miss out on that one. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here on the podcast next week. i got five bangers coming your way. That's all i got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>